Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of the Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing folks over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We couldn't do it without you. Also, our other sponsor, Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, a.k.a. the Sonic Surgeon, who is an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, uh, whose music can be found pretty much anywhere that good music can be found. So check him out. Uh, big thank you to Steve McGinnis for all the artwork that you see on the Outer Realm. Thank you, thank you. Tonight, welcomes for the very first time, Alan B. Smith. And he's going to be discussing his... Um, paranormal, let me see if I can get this up here, his paranormal film, and I'm going to put it right up here, guys, right there. So he's going to be discussing Half-Light, and he's going to be, you know, it's going to be including some paranormal talk, he's going to have some, you know, UFO talk, ETs, you name it. Um, I think he's got a lot of experiences to share, so we're looking forward to hearing all about it. But in order to do that, we are on, again, eight different platforms, and those are, well, let me get in there. Okay, so if you're on YouTube, you're at uh, The Outer Realm, you're at UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials, UFO Paranormal Radio, News on the Flip Side on Facebook, UFO Paranormal Radio, and United Public Radio Facebook, um, Canada's Most Haunted, of course, Joe Monteldo, UFO Undercover. So I think I got news on the flip side. So a lot of people chiming in. And um, wow, yeah, everybody, thank you, thank you. This is great. Um, Amelia, how's it going? Hey, good, how are you? Together here. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, man, I'm okay. The it's the first like, day of fall. Yeah, it's been a day. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's only Wednesday. Um, it is, I had back-to-back -back meetings and then, you know, it just kind of came out of it. It's like, what time is it, what day is it? <sighs> But it was good, yeah. you know. Was good. Can't complain. Yeah, can't complain. Always love show night. Just why is it that you know show day is just always extra busy? It seems, <laughs> you know. I think you're just, you're you're a very busy person. I think that uh, you're just so busy. You just notice it more on show night because then it's just one added. Because we work on the opposite nights, so it's not like we're not working. It's true. It's just you notice it because the pressure of nine o'clock kind of it's thing. Anyways, true. that's how it is for me. Because hey, Tuesdays and Fridays, back. we work together, Michelle and I, and our time that we work is never really set in stone. It's how the day goes and when are you going to be home and when are you going to be much. home and that kind of thing. But yes. Wednesday and Thursdays, you have to have your butt 
in your seat by this time. I do. And alternate yeah, Saturdays so a for the show, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. But I think what we're going to be doing for October with the gray zone uncensored is going back and playing, um, Hi, I think archives from the original shows. Yeah. So exciting. Just, I know. I, but just because October is just extra busy for it, it really me is. and definitely, you know, Joe as well. So we're just sort of like, you know what? I, I came up with a brilliant idea. Hey, why don't we do this? I say brilliant because, <laughs> like, yeah, since I spent yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. Five hours a week, pretty much 20 to 25 doing research, man, or for every show. So when it's bi-weekly, it's like every show I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I'm I, tired. That's exhausting. You know? It's yeah, exhausting. I've been in sure. that seat. It's not, it's not pleasant. It's it pleasant because you're researching what you love and what you enjoy, but yeah. you're a perfectionist and we, we are, we are women of details. So we are. Those we are. things have to be precise and it takes time and you don't it want does. to give anything but your best to your audience. And it does. It does. Yeah. And it shows. It shows because, when you, you know, do the shows. Yeah. We we have thank you. We have, you know, a lot of listeners on our shows. We're very fortunate. I mean, you know, the outer realm gets between 2.5, 3 million live listeners, you know, a night. No pressure there, Ellen. And, um, you know, and but the gray zone hits between sometimes three and four million. And that's, you know, that's all information. So that's all falling on the hosts. It's you like a, a it's like a lecture. It's oh like going gosh. to a talk. Um, yeah. You learn a lot from those shows. I watch them just to learn so I yes. can keep up with the guests. But oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's I've a sent, lot of work. I have emailed you the link, Ellen. We're waiting for it, so maybe we can. We'll we'll just read. I'm going to do the, the yes. I wrote a beautiful intro today <laughs> and misplaced it. I oh, know, I know, I know, I know, because I was watching the film and I was writing the intro as I was right. watching his film. And, <laughs> and if you didn't see his film, it is on our Facebook page and yeah. it is on my timeline as well. Uh, we shared it up so that you have the link on YouTube to watch it. Don't watch it now, please. But you will probably be even more interested to see it after he's talking about it because it's really, really well done. Um, our guest tonight is the director of the documentary Half Light. He's also a host of Coffee and UFOs podcast, my kind of guy, host of Paranormal Now Live podcast. And he is also a filmmaker. He is a technical, I can't, I, Forgive me, because I just lost my, seriously, I'm like, forgive me. I've got to start this again, okay? Yeah, sorry, because see, I don't have my paperwork, so this is what happens. Um, At the age of 12, Alan had a life-changing experience with a childhood friend when they witnessed a UFO from the backseat of a car as they peered out at the dark, starlit New Jersey sky. So he's an experiencer as well, which is really interesting. And then when you see his documentary, you'll understand why he did this. Mm-hmm. So, right. yes, his entry into paranormal media began in 2015 as a guest host on Ken Cherry's Epic Voyages Radio, where he also served as a technical director. That's where I messed up. Sorry. He yeah. later began his own live to our podcast entitled Paranormal Now. So let us bring him on and he can tell you all about himself without all the glitches that I brought in there. And my apologies. 
All righty, here we go. Hello. Hi, how are you? Sorry about the tongue tie. I had this beautiful intro written out for you. I was watching your film today. I love it. And of course, I recognize Cheryl Costa right away because she's a frequent guest. So the voice, and literally just last two weeks. So her voice just captured me right away. I'm like, oh, Cheryl's on this. So (laughs) I wrote this beautiful. And I'll just have to email it to you because it's somewhere in my house. At some point, grabbing between 25 coffees today, it's in between there somewhere on a trail. Um, It's probably on my kitchen counter. I'm so sorry. No, I can relate. um, I've I've reduced my coffees, though, to about 20. Have you reduced them to 20? I have my latte every morning. That's as good as it gets. I'm I'm drinking cold brew right now. We know whose this is. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> I just want to thank you, Michelle um, and Amelia, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you it, for it's being a pleasure. Here. Yeah, it's a yeah. pleasure. It's it's you know after being in the field for you know as long as I've been, it's always nice to see um, you know other people's perspectives on everything. And you had such a nice array of people in the film. Um, it was it was always nice to hear the different stories and their opinions and. Because it is really vast. The paranormal is just so non-definitive. Mm, you, you know, yeah. you have your basics, but when you when you hear people who have been at it for a really long time, you can always pick out the ones that you know just. <laughs> it's just like snapping your fingers. You know, there's just like you know, there's no thinking involved. You just you just know. So how yeah. to start for you? Why don't we start with humble beginnings? Sure, sure. Um, I, I do want to comment that I think it's interesting that you said you talk about being non-definitive because that's, you know, that's a major part of this documentary yes. is that there's all this stuff and it's not like we're not proposing a theory except for this maybe through line of, of love, but mm-hmm. like it's it's so hard to define this and like to mm-hmm. assume that any of us can really corner this and 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 you know say okay and pronounce this is exactly what i think is going on or what i know is going on mm-hmm. um i think those who are seasoned in this n- know to steer away from that because you you end up contradicting <laughs> yourself later down the road because yeah, and it could be a week so many, later it could be yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> well, well you know when you're when you're doing shows you're talking to someone and someone has a, a different perspective on something and you're going oh my gosh like this mm-hmm. is completely changing how i see the phenomena Every experience, as similar as they really can be, will be different for every person because yeah. it's the individual that's different and it's the individual that will, you know, how they perceive it. Um, here, Tamara says it, right? There you go. Mm, paranormal experiences are always mm-hmm. a personal experience. Absolutely. Exactly really right. well said. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So this is what I, I always say. And every time I've worked with families, because I work primarily, I mean, for the last two decades, only malevolent hauntings or alleged demonic mm-hmm. um, infestations. It's just where I chose. I, I just never found it difficult to do. Um, and it's it's always different. It's, it, you've got the basics, but when you're dealing with people with different faiths, different opinions, you know, different fears, different reactions that's what makes it all it makes it all different it's not black and white cut and dry you can't go into every place and do the exact same thing because it doesn't work yeah that's really interesting i know i'm supposed to do my bio but i i have to <laughs> respond to that because you know the what you said there is really really 
perceptive and, and obviously you're experienced because whatever this these things are, whether it's shadow people or ghosts or extraterrestrials, mm. I mean, how can you possibly study something that is one clearly sentient and, and mm. conscious and seemingly aware that you exist mm. and then it doesn't want to be found or only wants to show itself just enough there's no way to do like a proper scientific method approach because yeah. there's there's no control there's no regularity there's no it's, it's so difficult to repeat um and, these and experiences. it's all with you, it has to do with the mindset as well yeah of the person the researcher That's true. Yeah. or the, the, the experiencer go ahead Amelia. thank you we have that signal so we don't talk <laughs> so if you see me pointing I, I, it's not a twitch yeah. seriously i'm just like um yeah what i was going to say because i just wanted to fit in so yeah you can do that <laughs> too you but you always you get to yeah. speak first so it doesn't matter yeah, there we go That's don't right. worry don't, don't don't hurt your finger just just be you and talk um I love that you said for something that perhaps doesn't want to be caught, for all we know, it doesn't even know that it is being caught. We're not even positive about that in a different, sure. you know, when you when you look at it that way, we're not really sure if... Which makes sense right here. <laughs> yes, because Dolly Saffron, hello, Dolly. I love saying that. I just love saying hello, Dolly. I know. Um, the perception totally depends on your psychic abilities. Mm. Yes, yes. We had a guest who believes that shadow people are time travelers, and that was the first for me, and I had to re-think that, yeah. that. I had to look over mm -hmm. that in my mind again, case after case that we've worked on and things that I've seen and think, did I... Did I read that right? Some people yeah. think shadow people are actually friendly. We're like, never seen one. <laughs> I never, friendly, never encountered a friendly ones. shadow. Never encountered one. No, no, not no. a nice one. No. Well, yeah, that, that's really interesting because I, AJ Rasmussen, who's in the the documentary, um, she she explains when she was younger that she saw shadow shadow people, but she never perceived shadow people as bad. She just no. like she felt they she literally says that it was a comfort that they were there. Mm. Um, and then later contextualized that as they were probably feeding off of her, you know, negative experiences and so negative energy. Or maybe but, creating it. Or, mm -hmm. or or possibly, yeah. That and that's to, the thing to is that generate that energy for food. Yeah. But and it's it, one of those moments though where I started to question because I was going, wait a minute. If everybody says that shadow people are evil. But then I was like, maybe they're just around when bad things are happening, but it doesn't mm. mean they're like, maybe are they actually feeding around. off of you or are they just curious? <laughs> like, are they attracted to that? Like, a, like a, what if they're time travelers? I don't know. Maybe they're, they're, I don't know because that it, one in, threw in me. our world, yeah. that in one our threw world me. of working, yeah. they're never friendly. They're never friendly, they're but I don't know if like you said, maybe it's. Exist where right. they are like what you were saying michelle maybe it's mm -hmm. where they are or the locations because you're you know most mm -hmm. of the work you do is malevolent it's yeah. not often that we go in and we have a friendly no it's true um so we're already expecting that when we go in so nothing ever really is but do you um, think it would be different um hi steve being a yeah. child versus a, an adult encountering shadow people no, I think I oh, think no. I, I mean we've seen children get just as tormented as well tormented, um, yes. As, yeah, tormented as adults, you mm. know. They can create all kinds of havoc and they're easy. They it's easy for them to hide. 
So I don't know, you know, um, like I said, we've had people come on who just say, no, they're just another race of people. They're really good. You can get white shadows too. They're not all dark shadows. We've had them in this house, white shadows. Yeah, we've had white shadows here. I see. Um, And I refer to those as myths, as spiritual myths. So I think that could be something too, just like your own kind of labeling and it's like psychic language. It's not mm. the same for everyone. I wonder if sometimes exactly we're right. all reading this differently, yeah, exactly. but we're seeing the same things. Um, what we'll do is back up a little bit um, and maybe you can give us your humble beginnings. Like what, not everybody, I mean, if you drop into this field, it's usually because you've either had an experience or you want an experience. And as you go along through the paranormal, you get into everybody in the paranormal ends up in ufology in one form or another because they are connected, you know, as experiences and such. So where yeah. do you want to start with everything? Just lead us all in. Yeah. Well, I think that the, there was one moment that solidified, you know, my interest, lifelong interest in mm. the paranormal UFOs. And that was when we had a sighting, um, as children and it wasn't like a ce1 you know it was it was a craft or something it looked like Mm -hmm. a big star um two of them actually Mm -hmm. uh one of them happened to move in such a way that it was just really uncanny it it struck a uh, streaked across the sky Mm -hmm. um stopped on a dime streaked across stopped again um and then at some point it took off into the upper atmosphere like a shooting star in reverse wow and that was the weirdest part of it for for me um because all these years later after watching tons and tons of shows reading books you know articles listening to shows i I still haven't heard a good explanation for Mm. what that is so technically it's a ufo it was a you know a goosebump moment in your 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 you know i I just explained it in like five seconds but you know Mm -hmm. it lasted a long little bit longer than that and my friend and i we were driving we were passengers, a 12-year-old in the back of the car, um, driving down the um, what was called the Poor Man's Highway. I always uh, remembered it as the Garden State Highway, but my friend was like, no, 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 it was the Poor Man's Highway, which runs parallel to the Garden State uh, Parkway in New Jersey. Mm. And you take the Poor Man's Highway because you can avoid the tolls. Right, uh, I love it. <laughs> right. And you know, it's lined with like pine, pine trees. It's in the Pine Barrens area. It's really, really beautiful. Um, and it was a clear night and, you know, we just noticed these two things, you know, that were kind of like stars, but not really, they were closer. And from that experience on, I was hooked and it was only a few years later, maybe two years later, um, that the X-Files came on right. Right. Mm-hmm. and that became, you know, like a religious watching uh, right. It was. It was a cult following. That thing's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I prefer their films over their series, but whatever. That's just my introduction. <laughs> that, that's um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, my mom and I, in the beginning, you know, we, we used to love watching that together and mm-hmm. you know, have those conversations about the phenomena. And I, I agree with you. I I, I think um, the first movie, oh my gosh, what's now I'm losing the name. Someone please help me. I, so, it's uh, not I believe. I think the second one is I believe. Jillian, I want to believe. No. I think uh, I want to believe was the last one. That was the last one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's with the psychic that, that comes in. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. I've watched it like a thousand Me times. Me too. I'm anyway, like, yeah. uh, that, I think that was one of the best. I, I really, Yeah. it was quintessential. It X-Files. was great. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it, it holds up great. today. It's a great movie. I watched it this week. 
That's funny. Yeah, that's right. the only reason why I know what the other one's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we have a we have a Blu-ray copy because I'm like I can yeah. only watch this in the best possible. I know it's <laughs> like the best stuff. Yeah, it's the best stuff. I know I had a friend who um who was on both the X Files and on uh, Millennium because wow. same producer. Very so, cool. Yeah, he always plays a bad guy. I'm just like, you just always have to play an a-hole and everything you're in. Sometimes <laughs> people are just naturally, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm guessing he's a nice person, right? Oh, yeah, he is. He's the nicest guy. It's so usually nice that people. way. It's like their alter yeah. ego that comes forward and really takes charge, right? No, it's mm -hmm. true. But oh, it's I very, very cool. I want to give a quick hello. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. Of course, I said hello, Dolly. Hello. Oh, into the future. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. Yes. Is that, yes. No, not into the. Is it in, into the future? Uh, it was I'm going to Google it for you. Yeah, so Google you're it not going crazy. We're all going to sit there and just like yeah. the whole show is yeah. about trying to figure out <laughs> that X Files movie. I know it. So, um, so but the, you, the first you movie was ET. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and before that, like the first movie that I saw was ET. Of course, I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and you know those were influences, but yeah. Um, you know, those were, uh, the they opened my mind to keep, you know, to these ideas, but I don't, I don't think if I, if I didn't have that UFO sighting, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd still be pursuing it in the way that I do now. Right. Cause there's so just you something had UFO sighting before par having paranormal experiences, essentially, uh, or did you ha see like, which came yeah. first for you? Oh, it was that UFO at 12 years old for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were uh frolicking <laughs> through the woods mm -hmm. in the pine barrens looking for the jersey devil of course. i was gonna say you live in yeah, yeah. freaking jersey of course yeah. you're out looking for it <laughs> um we didn't find it um unfortunately <laughs> but you know I, I tend to think that the jersey devil is 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 myth is 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 folklore but um you know again I'll, I'll keep do you think it could be interdimensional or dimensional just like popping through portals i mean i could it could be and what could if people are still witnessing which they are until fairly recently yeah um there are reports it, maybe the, the the problem is that two separate things got overlapped like the the mm. leeds family mythology right. overlapped with some other something that's being sure. seen so what's the real story right you know? maybe this is some kind of weird cryptid and it has nothing to do with yeah. the leeds family no just um, a timing. That, yeah but but the leeds family it's a it's perfect horror story it is. Uh, <laughs> That's what yes. it is. So, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. So like bir the, the birthing of a demon child. I mean, that's yeah. I know. <sighs> I know. It gets yeah. That it's 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 a perfect storm of Sophie Bonnui. Yeah. Um Sophie. It's I think it's fight the future. Fight the future. It's, it's hard future. to read it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, no that's problem. It. I had to look that up. That's <laughs> something to do with, with Texas and, and that, right? So yeah, the black oil. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that was an episode or a film. That was not easy to read on Google. Just saying Google, not happy, but that wasn't easy to read. It kept coming up with all the all the episodes. But anyways, we have an idea. <laughs> so you, you started at a young age um, to mm -hmm. pursue the paranormal. And why don't you take it from there? Yeah, I mean, it was mostly an interest. Um, right. It wasn't, you know, it, the the more research pursuit side of it came later. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like so many other people, when you've had those experiences, mm -hmm. you, you know, read books, you know, you 
whenever you go to the library, I always go to the new age section, you know, I have to go there. Otherwise it doesn't feel like a proper visit Um, or bookstores, which we're having less and less now, but um, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, I used to love that walking through the bookstore and just like picking something random off the shelf, sitting down, reading a little bit, you know, deciding Mm -hmm. whether I want to get it. Um, It's just Mm -hmm. not the same digitally experience for me, but yeah, that, that was something I did for years and years. And, um, and I didn't get involved into the podcasting until um, was it 20, 15, 20, 2016. Right. And I've right. Been, been doing it since then. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. You definitely meet a lot of interesting people. Well, <laughs> here we yeah. are. No, I love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I, I call it the uh, Fortean Fellowship. You know, it's like all it, these. It's true. It's you know? true. I always say, like, you know, our, our, our shows are very round table, like people come on because of our mm-hmm. large listenership and they come on, they're like, I'm so, so really nervous. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be anything <laughs> like that. So you're going to have so much yeah. fun. You're not even going to know what to do with yourself. <laughs> so, and they're like, I always get the best emails. Like, oh, I have such a good time. I'm like, I know. So, you know, because, you know, some of these topics can Terrible. be really dark, though, yeah. you know, and you want to. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who who tune in, and for us, our biggest listenership is all it's all audio because we're an FM station as well. Mm-hmm. So most of the listenership that comes in is audio. This is why when we put yeah. up the comments, Amelia will read them out because it's for our audio listeners. But you know, you just never know who's listening, and I I, I would mm-hmm. hate to think that you're having really dark conversations and maybe you've got like young people listening and end up being really frightened. So we always try to keep it uplifting, even though it can take a pretty serious tone. So let's talk about the serious tone. (laughs) Have you had like, talk about some of your darker moments in the field. Have you had any? Um, Not really. Um, I've had a scary moment. Okay. Creepy moment. So I don't know if I would call it. It depends on who you, to talk to so for for me it wasn't that um i wasn't necessarily worried um right. but we uh, uh were camping and um we were on james gillen's ranch um if anybody's familiar with with james gillen the east city ranch um mm-hmm. in washington right um and on his ranch at the time this was like 2009 you 2010 you could go there um, like put some like a little bit of money, whatever you wanted to, into this little box, and you can camp. Just bring your tent and camp on his compound. Um, and like he had this compound. center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in. Yeah, like a never get out. <laughs> right. I'm not. Thank, thank goodness. Um, I think right. I think there's some people that don't want to get out. So right. like, okay. there. He had he had a, a space that was designed for like CE contact and meditation and all that kind of stuff. Um, we didn't do that. We just spent the night. We were road tripping. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we were hanging out with some people that night mm-hmm. who were like, because apparently there you could see ETs or UFOs. And um, so they were doing the laser thing in the sky, trying to call down the ETs. Oh, it was like a CE5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like a, like a then, very that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and we saw this light coming towards us. And then it was getting closer. And then like the person we're with is like, oh, my God, it's them. It's them. And we're like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? What do we do now? And then as it gets closer, it's a helicopter. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> it goes over her head. And then I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get in trouble. We're pointing lasers at a helicopter. Right. right. But, <laughs> right. And so nothing happened. Um, right. But the people we were with had said that they had seen things before. And hence their excitement because right. they're like, oh, my God, it's happening again. And uh, Mount Adams nearby. People see lights. Um, mm -hmm. They're apparently like uh, portals right? there. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, an, it wasn't, there was no sense of like fear at all. It was much more celebratory, um, embracing so, the weirdness. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always good to embrace the weirdness, but I mean, so <laughs> weirdness. I know. Maybe we're the normal ones, excuse me. <laughs> hmm. So <laughs> maybe you, they're the your, weirdos. Your perspective on, on ETs then, do you think there's something to fear? Um, you know, you've interviewed all these people. Do you mm -hmm. think, because I mean, let's face it, you know, you have media and everybody just fear factor, fear factor, false flag, one after the other. What, what is your opinion on that? Um, wow. Okay. That's a great question. So yep. <laughs> that's, <my job. laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so half light, the reason it's called half light is one, you know, the sort of yin and yang of, of all these things, um, which uh, Jane Kyle kind of references in her own way in the documentary. Um, but it's also the darkness and the light of, 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 of the paranormal. Mm -hmm. You know, there is that, that scarier, um, trepidatious side mm -hmm. of, of, of looking into it. And it doesn't even require going out into the woods with a flashlight and a night mm -hmm. camera, mm -hmm. just sitting at home, reading a book and, and, and sort of opening yourself up to that realm Mm -hmm. It can be a very scary experience. A lot of people, you can't even talk to them about ghosts. They forget about going to see movies. Mm -hmm. They don't do the campfire thing. <laughs> like, no. Um, right. Because because I think we instinctually know that there there are some dangerous forces out there, whatever they might be. Absolutely. That, but the ET thing is complicated because, oh, gosh, a friend of mine, um, Heidi Hollis, had, had asked me a question and and I and I was really struggling with the answer, and it took me some time to think about it. These people who are abducted, or allegedly abducted by extraterrestrials, um, the majority, through statistical study, has shown that over time, eighty something plus percent see that experience as a positive, but they didn't necessarily start there. It, it started as a scary traumatic experience but you think it's because of the person's own fear i mean you know being taken without permission yes. or without knowledge or hey what the hell are you doing in my bedroom at three o'clock in the morning maybe there's <laughs> right. something that simple that one sounds a little personal <clears throat> michelle right <laughs> well but maybe yeah. it's our reaction that makes it a bad experience is what i guess well, the word i mean, I mean cer certainly yeah l let's say you're you're walking in the woods and something walks into your front of your path and you get startled and you freak sure. out and it's just it's a deer, right. you know, it's right. just because you were scared doesn't mean what was happening was a bad thing. Right. But there's a difference between that. Let's say, let's say they were like, we go out and we tag dolphins. Like we capture them in a net and tag them or sea turtles. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. for that, for them, it's like, what the heck is going on? This is something sure came at me. I was just <sighs> sleeping in my yeah, yeah. Right? Maybe they're having coffee with their friends yeah. right now on a podcast going like, I can't believe I was abducted. And they, yeah, they stuck right. with the needle. Yeah. Right. Uh, they, and I've got an implant. 
I'm just imagining I Sea like Turtle podcasting. Lot, I like you a lot, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so the dolphins got an implant. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> and they're podcasting about it, right? Yes. Um, so that that's could be us. Because mm -hmm. what we're what we're doing to the dolphins and the sea turtles is is for the species' own good. They don't, but they don't know that. I mean, maybe dolphins can 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 figure that out. It's I, I think that it, that might be, it might be just intelligent enough that they can um, infer, uh, you know, instinctually know that we're doing something good or positive, constructive for them. I don't know for sure, but I would that would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Sea turtles probably not, right? They're just like mm -hmm. what. Yeah. Um, but and the same thing for us. However, you know, there's a difference between a sea turtle and a human, which is mm -hmm. like a much more complex sentient being. And we're, we're, we we think in abstract. You know, we we can imagine other species that are smarter than us and more advanced than us, and mm. we can, we have debates about ethics and morality. And then for some other species to come and just do whatever the heck they want with us because they think it's the best thing for us. Mm -hmm. And then compound that with impregnation and like mm. hybridization, hybridization and then, and then sure. allegedly mm -hmm. taking someone's hybrid child away from them. And then I know like the, the reports <laughs> say they get to visit their children, like, you know, Debbie Jordan Caldwell and, and, and others. But imagine if a human did that to another human. Imagine if, like, the government had a secret program and was doing this to humans, and th I their would just be more apt is... to believe that, mm. right? And their justification is, well, we're doing it for the benefit of our society. You'd be like, mm -hmm. it's still not okay. Like, it's 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 a version of a rape, or rape, right? Mm. I, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not okay what you're doing to someone's organs and their body and no. and emotional. So I I struggle with that. I struggle with that a lot because in the documentary the common thread between all these various different paranormal experiences is that all these people who have had like, not just uh, some traumatic paranormal experiences or scary experiences, mm -hmm. but like, like really challenging human experiences, what mm -hmm. other humans did to them or just what nature or life mm -hmm. just happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they still turn out to be seekers, you know, spiritually, religiously, metaphysically. And they're all like really awesome people. These are people that I've met and become friends with over the years. And that was part of the reason why I did this. Because originally mm -hmm. the documentary was just, it was going to be kind of just like a love letter to the paranormal world, the paranormal people. We were in the pandemic and we we're all just hanging out on, on yeah. um, you know, yeah. on Zoom or whatever. And, <clears throat> and then it kind of evolved from there. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that's the mystery, and I'm still trying to figure that out. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of think that maybe that'll be the next phase in, right. in trying to, and I don't think I'll I'll crack the code, you know, because we've all been at this for so long. But if I can just get like a little piece closer, because mm -hmm. it, it, I, I just, I really have a hard time reconciling those really extreme abduction of cases. I, you know? I, I lean to, you know, my lab for sure, military abductions mm. for sure. I mean, they're traumatic. They're not, you know, they're not as advanced in their technology. You know, when somebody tells me something, usually you can tell by what they're saying, just with the technology, things that have been done to them. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that, um, because I've had yeah. ET experiences and they've been, mm -hmm. once you realize it, 
you just calm your butt down about it. <laughs> That's the key right there. How long did that too? Yeah, yeah, calming down. But once you do that, it's it's just a completely enlightening experiences. Totally enlightening well, do, experiences. Does that mean then that the military, if if, if it's true that it's the military or government, earthly government, otherwise abducting people, um, that they have the ability to do screen memories as well? Yeah, here's so, here's a. I'm going to give you a little something. Mm -hmm. If, if you haven't have read nightmares. this book, yeah. read it. This is a story about it, Dolly, actually. Uh, Symmetry. I've got it back here on the shelf. Uh, Dolly and Preston have been on the show. Dolly, hey, Dolly. a couple of times. Yeah. Preston many times, but it is a book Hello. by Preston. Done it. Yeah, yeah. I had a chance um, to chat with Dolly too, and and I just want to shout out really quick to Ufi. In the Oofy, in hello, Oofy. Yeah. hi Ufi, and um, and OMJ, and there is another one. We have another question on shadow people, so what we'll come back to that question, Steve, okay. when we get back to. I don't want to think we're ignoring it. Sorry, Mary no, Bonnie. no, I wanted to say hello to New Brunswick. I can't remember the name. Bonnie. There was some Bonnie, hello Bonnie. in New yeah. Brunswick. Okay, um, and I messed up Montreal, it's Bonsoir, not Bonnie, uh -huh. but Bonnie in an hour. MJ right. Gas says, are dreams of the fear of abduction UFOs? I always feel like I have to hide, but then I tell myself it's a dream, but I have mm -hmm. a mark on my body that has been unexplained, possibly a scoop mark, mm. a scoop mark. I've actually <clears throat> heard people talk about that before. A scoop we, mark? Yeah, mm -hmm. we've had, we had somebody on our show about this before, like actually. Little, little tiny indentation. <laughs> Almost yeah. if you can imagine like a little. You're kidding, like literally like, like a scoop. Yeah. Like, you know, like a you full know, like check the, mark. Yeah, you know the peelers that you use for like cucumbers and stuff, and at the end yeah. they have that little round. <gasps> it's almost like that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, no. it literally a scoop mark. Right. Yeah, I mean, that in like MUFON investigations, like that's that's like a question that's on a, a that's something you ask people mm -hmm. it's, it's common enough yeah, yeah. I I i'm gonna feet. have nightmares <laughs> but that's yeah, what that, I, that's that's what i'm saying there's yeah. just very primitive things that are being done mm -hmm. <clears throat> do you really think et would have to have a just take a scoop out of you or do you think they would have a more advanced way of getting the same information well, we're, we're stuck with the same problem is that what if these ETs are only 100 years, 200 years advanced than us? I would still you imagine know? that their technology would be better than using something to just. I, I don't still, know. I still believe that they're much more advanced than normally I, 200 I do, I, years. I do believe that maybe they're us in the future. May, you know, there's also the theories that where do you think, I'll ask you this, where do you think they come from? Oh, I I think that there are probably more than one. Absolutely. So I think, yeah. Absolutely. So I think that I think that they are they have the ability to perhaps uh, slide so. in between yeah. dimensions or you know because they have a way of sort of suddenly disappearing, right? They so do. I, I don't, I'm not sure what that what that is exactly, mm -hmm. um, but you know I would imagine the. That they that they are physical beings from other planets. I mean, oftentimes that's that's exactly the message that experiencers have, and you know, contact these are told they're from, you know, uh, Sirius or Zeta Reticuli or where, wherever it is. And military would tell you the same thing. There's they could, yeah, absolutely. There are theories that they're right here. That there, I mean, we have underwater bases pretty much everywhere. Um, you have the Hopi people who spoke of. Um, their friends with the big 
the big eyes, the ant people, mm -hmm. they call them, that came from underground. Yeah, yeah. There are the mm -hmm. reptilians that come from underground. Probably, you know, maybe they settled here a long time ago because we're certainly not like the first kick at the can. That's for sure. We're probably the third <laughs> or fourth round here. You know, that's the, she says they do travel interdimensionally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like in the yeah, caves. Using light technology. Hi, Marlena. Yeah, yeah, we've we've seen them for so long. Uh, we, we've seen them. Our ancestors have seen them. Um, mm -hmm. like the Altamira Cave in Spain. Yeah. Um, there's you know paintings in Australia that that depict these gods that have giant eyes and yes. they look like gray aliens. Yes, mm -hmm. and they're yes. sky gods, right? I mean, this is yeah. it's a little too strange. It's a little too coincidental to me. Right. You know that we have so many. Uh, rock paintings and, and myths right? around the world so much recorded mm -hmm. so much recorded yeah yeah um and the ancient egyptians you know with you know elongating their their heads to emulate you know godlike features mm -hmm. so that's i mean that's like a physical um mm -hmm. uh change that it was that important to them not just a painting on a rock mm -hmm. um and you know they oftentimes they're the ones that show you the way like you said the ant people you know showed the mm -hmm. the hope into like the fourth world out of the that's right you know the, the underground and help protect them and and i think that that i think that they're these they don't reside here i think they're probably underground bases based because because you know there's only so many places you can hide i know you, there's places we haven't seen yet mm -hmm. you know really deep but um that just seems more likely to me that they're extraterrestrials that you know are studying us and doing whatever they want and it's mm -hmm. just easy to hide in the ocean, you know, um, I mean, because the moon became off limits for a while, a while ago. So if they did have bases, <laughs> I feel like they moved moved off the moon, you know. <laughs> the dark side. The dark side's not so dark, is it's it? It's not so dark anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not so dark. I mean, there's just a lot of different theories, which I love. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, just look at South America. A lot of the temples that have mm -hmm. the serpent gods, you know, there's stories of. I mean, there's one town that has actually has a reptilian with a robe. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a statue in the middle of the town. And this was rep a reptilian who was said to have taken um, to going underground with the locals when I, I guess there must have been like a national or um, um, a global, not global, but a tragedy that happened within, you know, environmental um, mm -hmm. catastrophe that happened. And he went underground. He taught them and he taught them how to survive. He educated them. I mean, the town erected a statue to the guy, you know. Yeah. And then let's look at the Bible. Let's look at our first alien abductee, Enoch, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> it's like there's stuff everywhere. So, were they abducted or did they go willingly? Experiencers, yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. yes, That's, sure. Well, well, that you know that brings me back to part of that challenge, mean. Amelia. Is that is, there, is that um, did he choose to go or mm -hmm. or not? Um, and with with abductees after a while they do choose to go you know but is mm -hmm. that is that a trauma response is that i know i think the same way you do mm -hmm. i do yeah. is it traumatic or is it you know is it out of fear that they're going or is it because they want to be a part of some greater good that they're told mm -hmm. yeah i struggle with that as well mm. it's I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot and it could take you down um, an even you know, bigger rabbit hole. There's it's, 
it's this is this is what I like. This is the round table effect. We just all mm-hmm. bounce ideas around and and um it, it just brings on other different types well, of conversation. Yeah, it's the same like struggle I have with with religion. Um, um, yeah, let's go down that so, rabbit hole. Do it. Right. <laughs> so, None of us struggle with that. <laughs> okay. No, not, not one person. Um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine who is uh, not religious, but you know, believes in in Jesus, um, you know, is has the same concerns we have about alien abductions and and if that's right or wrong, and how can that be a positive? You know, if you're doing these things to people, how are they coming out of it? Um, now, I'm not subscribing to this. So I'm just sharing. Don't you know, shoot the messenger. Parallel here. So yes. So Jesus, yes. right? He didn't choose. What happened to him? Like mm-hmm. he was chosen by God. I mean, you can make the argument he was God, but Jesus also claims that technically we're all God too. Mm-hmm. via love and you know there, mm-hmm. there's examples in scripture for that but uh to, to go through this sacrifice and suffering um torture like that's that's not cool like if you're just a regular no, human not. being right like i will not ask my my friend to do anything mm-hmm. from, like that at all someone i loved i would never um and yet, in the, the Bible contextualizes that like it's something kind of like the you know a little bit like the hero's myth. You know, he had to go through yeah. this journey into the abyss, into the darkness. And mm-hmm. but the, the difference between a hero's myth is the hero chooses that. That's right. It, you know, the hero journey. You know, he or she goes on this adventure and be, gets challenged and then grows spiritually from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes there are events that cause them that spur that. Mm-hmm. But 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 it's not some being that goes i'm gonna make you suffer here you go right and that's what the aliens seem to be doing in some of these cases and that's what you know god did to jesus and and mary um and joseph had no say in having a child together Mm -hmm. uh but it's okay because god and so you can make that parallel with the extraterrestrials so if you're okay with the religion doing that Mm -hmm. um then i guess you could be okay with with et's doing that if you believe that in the end, it's all towards some benevolent cause that we just simply can't mm-hmm. comprehend. I mean, maybe these extraterrestrials are like fifth, sixth, tenth dimensional beings that that are just so beyond us intellectually, spiritually. Well, how do that we, we know we don't that? Okay, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. <clears throat> how do we know that God isn't an extraterrestrial? Because if you go back to the Old Testament, you know, he was called the Hebrew God, and he would mm-hmm. say, "You shall not worship any other god." before me there were gods mm-hmm. <clears throat> so well we, but he just also, ended up with yahweh the hebrew god yes but he also uh well john uh in the bible for something i can't remember you know talks about uh god being is love mm-hmm. um, of course and by uh something like being lover and, and, and embodying love right. is is to be god right and to me the message i get there is okay so the grand message here is god is love so mm-hmm. if you embrace love you are godly or you are god 
um, if you believe in the whole oneness of the omnipresent, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. creator, and that we're yeah. all just extensions of this the center. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, even even Jesus, um, he was challenged like when he, when he was, uh, there, I forget what he did, but oh, it was just for blasphemy. He was going to be stoned or something. Um, and just and he, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm like, I love you, you know. more and more as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell I'm not religious, but I was raised Catholic. Um, yeah, so were we. Don't worry. We're in yeah, the same okay. boat. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. Um, there's that camaraderie there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was I saying? Okay. So yeah, they were going to stone him for blasphemy. Um, and he quoted something in the Old Testament. Uh, I think it was for a prayer, prophets, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, regarding uh, the individuals being like gods, plural. And then there's, you know, so this idea that we're all part of this thing um, and and God isn't a separate being, separate from us. Mm -hmm. uh, if you believe that, I'm like, then you can really twist. And I, I, I believe it, but I don't believe what I'm about to say. Then you could really twist Mm -hmm. this and go well whatever they're doing then you know we are kind of taking part in it mm -hmm. this, this this beautiful unfolding mm -hmm. I, I mean you know we're living it's on this planet and, and it's, like a it's all connected right and right. you know the documentary you, you hear someone like stories from brace or aj that are just mm -hmm. heart heart-wrenching stories um real stories has nothing to do with the paranormal Mm -hmm. um and they he learned from his experiences from that years later he he, he grew up and he learned and mm -hmm. um you know he says it in the film you know you have to choose your friends right <clears throat> and now that that kind of ties it into the whole paranormal community mm -hmm. um, because he was betrayed after a tragic mm -hmm. accident and um it, so bad things happen no matter what like there's we have no control over it and all we can do is kind of deal with the trauma and try to get through it and, mm -hmm. and try to learn and grow from it. Um, it. So does that mean it's inherently like evil, you know, that these bad things happen to us? It just seems to be a part of, of nature. We have to have balance. Um, there has to be balance. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe contact with other extraterrestrials is just, is just part of that. It's going to hope maybe force the human like mind. Awakening. Like an awakening, yeah. We have to, to awaken, we have to evolve. But you see, E.T. is also about, I think, um, love and light. Because you really do have to evolve. Mm -hmm. And you have to yeah. develop an awareness for them. And basically, it's, it is. It's like an awakening. Because if you fear them, um, you're not going to even want to try to understand it. You can't get by the fear. I think yeah. we've had fear, whether it's the paranormal, whether it's ufology, you know, it's, it's, it's a control thing. So much fear gets instilled that mm -hmm. you, you don't get past it. It's just bred into us. So let's like you wouldn't even think about, like, you know, most people saw, for example, a craft is just coming down and going into the field. You'll have your curiosity seekers. Not a lot of people would get too close. Other people's mm -hmm. would be just like, yeah, so we're so not having this. <laughs> that would be the end of that. Um, I, I think, you know, to to actually embrace it, you would be that person going out there and saying, no, I want contact. I want contact. 
period. So something, yeah, something really weird happened. Um, it didn't really, it didn't even occur to me until like j just now, basically. Um, I, we've talked about on, on you know, my podcast, I'm sure as you have too, about CE5 and C5, calling so. down UFOs and, yeah. and you know, like talking to Katie Page recently and she's like, you just have to do it and it'll, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, on occasion, like I'll, I'll say something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you like, just do it mentally. Hey, just tell about um, it. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes yeah, looking out me. there. <laughs> yeah. Not me. Yes, like you have. No, yeah, I'm not going like, out there with anything. Okay. No, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get out there with yeah, your I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, but yeah. you tell your story. I'm very interested. Well, so going rewinding quickly back years ago, I it, it was during a period where I was just like, you know, in in between, you know, in my early years, I, I um, really struggled with depression and anxiety and addiction and stuff like that. Um, and I was going through like a very like spiritually inclined period and um, you know, very much into psychedelics at the time and reading and listening to podcasts. And, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever gotten to that place where like you just feel like you're kind of tuned in, like really sure. like locked in, tuned in. Like and... DMT, do ayahuasca, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that'll that'll get you tuned in real fast. Yeah. That's true. Um, don't go and do I was it, a... people. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Be responsible, whatever it is. But yeah. Um, uh, I was on a, a bus and I was thinking about this idea and I was like looking out the window and I was just thinking like, you know, if you're, if you are real, if aliens are real, if you actually can hear human thoughts, like show yourself, can mm -hmm. you, show, you know, show yourself. But I was kind of just thinking this, staring out the window, kind of just locked in and then a light appeared and mm -hmm. it was a hazy night. So there's that part of me that was like, is that? Was it like a, a, a tower light that I suddenly saw and then it disappeared mm. or an airplane that, you know, was faced suddenly turned my direction and then turned away. Was it coincidental or, mm. but it was the really strange, just timing coincidence of it. Mm. Um, and then, so last night I, I just was thinking about this. Um, I was out there on the deck and I was, I was looking up at the sky and I, and I've done it multiple times in the past. Um, but nothing happens. And then last night I was just really kind of like just lost in that thought. You know, when you just kind of get lost in the thought, and like mm -hmm. really, like I was like, what the hell? You know, like if you're out there, you know, da -da -da -da, yeah. really in it. Yeah. And then I, I saw a shooting star, like a really bright one, like right at that, like right in. I was kind of in that mode. Right. Um, I, but then it's like, okay, I've seen shooting stars before, so was it coincidental? Right. <clears throat> you know, it's. Try to look at it as a synchronicity, not so much. Right. I don't believe in coincidence personally. Yeah. I believe that things happen and people just don't pay proper attention. I've done exactly what you do. People talk about the CE5. Go mm -hmm. over here, you meditate, get your flashlights or your laser light. When I had something really extreme happen here in the house, that it was literally me in my mind saying, um, before I had an understanding of it saying, okay, I'm ready. And then a big bright light came just shooting through the front window, through the bedroom, ricocheted onto a light and bounced off. And I was, I'm awake. Wow. I'm just like, how was that? You <laughs> asked for it. Yeah. But I, but I did, but, but yeah. saying, okay, I'm ready. I didn't expect an immediate 
thing mm-hmm. to happen with with like within literally within hours, you know, and getting a better understanding and just saying, okay, you know, and then at nights I would wake up with hands on my head and I just may have said something like, touch me and I'll snap your neck or something like that. Because, <laughs> that you sounds know, more like Michelle. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause it's really a freaking intrusive. I'm just like, it I is. wake up and some, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. just calmly don't move and I'll snap your freaking neck. And then mm-hmm. I wonder why I don't get an experience for a while after that. But, you know, I mean, I've woken, I, I've, I've woken up to all kinds of stuff going on. You know, I've, I've gone to bed, not fallen asleep and, and have a full, four or five foot gray standing right beside me so close i could touch it mm. that's me having a calmer moment saying yeah. okay yeah, yeah. We're, so we're the opposites it, with that yeah see so mm-hmm. it's it's i think what the way you did it just it's just telepathically saying okay where are you i've done that where i've said where are you and then a big a flash in the sky just go, just like that it's like cool okay you know, it's just, it's an acknowledgement. I think sometimes you want to know mm-hmm. that they are close. And if you just reach out, you know, it doesn't happen every time though, right? It just yeah, happens once in a while. Can can I yeah. just add something? Perhaps when you're saying, where are you? There are several others asking and the collective is drawing sure. them in because then it's at the same time. It's a load of energy brought together and... I wonder mm-hmm. how many other people are going, what the hell I just asked and look at, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder about that. Or is this just for you? Too well, many questions. Well, there is Seriously. that belief that yeah. only people who have been experiencers will be the ones that can see, see it. Yeah. That can see it. You, you could, there are reports of entire mm-hmm. communities having, you know, a UFO and, and, and you'll get a hundred people out of 300 who all see it but they're all in the same area and only a hundred out of the 300 saw it. Yeah. There's a lot of those that you've talked about with Joe on the gray zone. And I think I'm one of those people that walks right by it. Sure. Doesn't even know it's there. Let's just go with that, Amelia. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) It isn't denial. I'm not. No, no, I'm not looking for it. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not reaching out. I will talk to the dark stuff, which is crazy. Um, well, some people would think that's even no, scarier. It's because people believe in angels and demons. People have hard times with, with extraterrestrials. I believe in that. Could be one I'm the just, same. I still have fear. I, I agree with you on that. We work on cases all the time yeah. where we wonder, is it the same thing? What do you think, Alan? Do you ever yeah. think, gosh, is this the same thing Jump as angels and demons? Like, like yeah. it, you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us hijack your show. Alan. Well, no. no, it's fine. But- <laughs> I'm I'm used to being on your side, so it's like, it's cool. uh, that's the problem, right? We all agree, and it's like, okay, yeah. how do we bring this? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, no, I don't think they're the same at all. Good. I, I don't, and I don't necessarily believe in 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 angels or demons. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that. Cool. That's different. I think that there are likely entities that people are experiencing and we're only we're only defining them within the 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 boundaries of what our culture has taught us religion Mm -hmm. religion yeah Yeah. um you know but or even culture i remember i remember in the 90s there was this book i don't don't know if you you remember it um it was an angels but it was like a picture book like it was uh, angels and it was like all these different drawings and sketches of people who have had contact with angels mm-hmm. and i remember one of them i remember to look kind of like a gray alien 
with angelic features and like the like wings and there's all these different variations some are a little bit more spindlier some were you know like a tall white typical tall white with you know yeah and i was like kind of similar to extraterrestrials in some ways it's it's interesting um so i think that there's the extraterrestrial which is probably something like the the little grays um you know that are often described in as like drones right or robotic in a way ai of some sort sure um and then you have something else like the ultra terrestrials or whatever it is sure. and maybe that's where the, the yes. category of angels come from because mm-hmm. if if there are advanced sentient beings that can transverse different um, dimensions which physics at least the theoretical physics kind of allows this then that would probably explain it i mean if you were to see a, a being that um lives in a different way with physics and time and space maybe they can actually float mm-hmm. right and so the stories are you know it was floating and there's a glowing light around it well we've seen ufos that have glowing lights around mm-hmm. it when they come and go um yes. and just disappear and reappear um right. so you know maybe they're having that moment and then they you know you tell that story and now that that light glowing light becomes wings yeah and, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so I, I don't or maybe they have wings right but um mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in the earliest writings of the Old Testament they didn't have wings, but don't, mm-hmm. don't count me on that. But um, so I, I think that that's what that is. You know, these are because when people have ayahuasca trips, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. they'll see like the serpent goddess and like all these other, you know, demigod type beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Thor's prob- in there, Thor and Odin and Loki. Mm-hmm. No, I'm serious. Uh, no, no. Oh no. Um, well, you know, the, there are there are people who have be encounters with things like elves. Oh yeah, um, fairies. Not like and yeah. fairies fae, on, yeah. on a yeah. psychedelic trip. And, the fae and it has not friendly. I've heard that a lot. Just saying. The fae seem well, to be a big one. Well, you know the 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 Irish mythology, the original like writings of it, their descriptions are like big headed, gray. Yes, that's what, that's what like a fairy is. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Big headed yeah, gray, the same artist eyes. in all of these books, the same illustrator. What's going on? <laughs> Mark always spoke about this on the show. Yeah, a few weeks ago. But exactly that's that's really bizarre. Yes, yes, yes. No, it, you know what? I think there's a lot of. I think a lot of this lays in the roots of of folklore, you know, ancient civilizations. I believe all of the. The teaching, the knowledge has been left for us. A lot of it's been hidden, kept from us. A lot of it is, mm. you know, hidden in plain sight, maybe just waiting for people to wake up and recognize what it is or stuff surfacing, you know, on a regular basis. You know, you're seeing people yeah. are finding runes. We, we, you know, we have the technology now to help us find this stuff. But I, have we been conditioned to no matter what we look at, we, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, no. No, we're we're so staunch in what we have been taught in our upbringing, with you know a, a basic education and, and religion, and you know it doesn't talk to you about things like that. I mean, we all we're all born gifted, and then somewhere along the line, you know, once you once you're no longer that child, things change, and I believe it's those abilities that help you to recognize all of this stuff for what it is for real yeah 
I, I think I think the answers are, are in, internal. Yes. Um, yeah. Will we will we get? Is it is it even possible for the human mind to to get it all anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, had a couple of bad trips in my life. One mm-hmm. was not bad, not not too bad. One was horrific, and the horrific one started off with it was like my mind just opened up to the cosmos and it, it, the only way i can describe it was like like like, like, a, like a tornado pouring down everything mm-hmm. into my mind like it was like this download mm-hmm. and it was so big and so intense and i just i ended up going like crouching over hands on my head crouched mm-hmm. down to the ground ground and eventually was like weeping because I couldn't, it was just too much. It was so, so much information. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I wonder if that was kind of a lesson, you know, like, you know, you're trying to get all the answers, but your, your, your flesh is not going to be able to, see, not enough database up here. It's like, the physical. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, physical yeah. doesn't get it, but it's, it is all inside of our essence. Some people who have had extraterrestrial contact come back and have said that, they feel that they've come back awakened with all of their abilities intact. I think you reach a certain yeah. level with them. There have been those who've come back and they're like, I remember everything. They gave me all my memories. Or healthier. Physically yeah. healthier. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's that's the thing is like, okay, so let's say our brain can't take all the information, yeah. maybe, but by having these paranormal experiences, metaphysical, um, you know, doors that are open in our mind that we can process a little bit here and there at a time enough to kind of shift our consciousness Mm -hmm. you know and 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 that was the thing that the through thread in in the documentary is 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 this idea of it's all about love and i Mm -hmm. really really believe that right like it, it comes like there's so many wonderful things we can do with our brains. You know, we there can is. build rocket ships and, and go to Mars and um, have. Well, think about really, it. We're only using a small portion. Yeah, and we have these stimulating debates and, and whatnot. But it's like, at the end of the day, like if if we can't find love, if we can't find mm-hmm. that center within ourselves. I think, you know, then what's kind of what's the point? Because that to me, that's that's the thing, right? So like for me, I still struggle. I get like bouts of like. Um, neurotic like anxiety or something you know mm-hmm. not not a lot but it's like comes in like little bits once in a while still and i'm like okay i'm still working on that and i think that's that's like the what we have to do is we kind of have to keep working on that mm-hmm. but i think at the center of that none of that matters like i don't think you can find peace until you can find empathy and compassion and love for yourself and love for for others mm-hmm. um and oftentimes that's the message from these ets you know, right. even the ones that are, you know, abducting and doing the hybridization and um, Tiffany Mack in the documentary even describes like kind of like similar to you, Michelle, where she's like, get off of me. Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> these these beings. Um, and and then she said all of a sudden, boom, like she had this feeling of like peace and tranquility and love, like mm-hmm. kind of rush over. And she was like, it was so beautiful and calm. Mm-hmm. And I think that only a being that can feel that can know how to, how to give that to you. Yeah. Right. 
Right. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm of the same mind as you are on that. Um, I think that there's a lot of hype out there that is, you know, I, I think if you fear it, that's exactly what you're going to put out there. If you want to control the masses, you're not going to put out, yeah, go on out there and, you know, embrace all of this. And, you know, like disclosure is, is a huge part of that. And this is American disclosure. Do you know, like if you went to South America, like I think mm -hmm. it's Brazil and, and Peru in Brazil, they have for years, decades been encouraging all of their pilots to report their experiences, mm -hmm. whether they're military, regular, anybody, it mm -hmm. all goes to an archive that is open to everyone who wants to research it. They're very yeah. open about all of this. France is the same. All these countries throughout the world embrace this. And, you know, like on the Nazca Plateau, we just talked about this on the show, a different show on Saturday, where they found a cave with actual extraterrestrials, mummified extraterrestrials. And scientists there, you know, in the U.S., I'm sorry, that would have been buried underground. Oh, but you never would have mm. heard about it. But they're like this, like Peru. No, no, this is a thing. Here they are. They take all, they took all these pictures. It's online. You can find it. And it goes oh. into the archive. Scientists came out yeah. and just talked about it. I didn't know that this because I, I would imagine that like tons of scientists from universities all over would be like dying to go down there. They did. And in 2018, they, they had, um, they spoke about it. Oh. Publicly speaking, there are papers on it. You can actually find it. And, and, and one was a hybrid. But the funny thing is, is they kept saying that they were reptilian, a human reptilian hybrid. And then, and I'm looking, I'm going, that is gray as days long. Got eyes as big, bubble heads on them. But there's one that had one little patch on it. That's all that looked like it had reptilian skin. I'm like, that doesn't constitute a reptilian. But one was found with eggs in the abdomen. Huh. Wow. That's, that's, wow. I, I will send you a link. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link. How do we know that they don't all have big eyes like grays? Um, most reptilians, so oh, far like, they what? don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, don't I was know. starting. To, I was going through the catalog of aliens in my head. Yeah. Like, and there's thinking, so well, many. We, yeah. Because that's the most, you know, familiar yeah. thing for everyone. It's a characteristic. The okay, I'll send you both the damn link, and both of you guys tell me what you think. Well, I watch the show on Saturdays when you're on. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, then you would have seen the photos, right? It's, it's crazy. It's like, just it, it's just because you hear so many experiencers say, "Oh, these big eyes." It's like, but there are so many other races. Why are we only hearing about the Greys and the Nordics? Because the Nordics, the blonde and the, you know, well, uh, I, a, like Carrie's maybe hybrid Grey and reptilian. That's a huge possibility too. That's not what the scientists were saying. And I, you know, <gasps> we're looking at clear as day. I'm looking at his pictures going. Mm -hmm. No, it's just no way. But that's you crazy. Know, you know, sorry. What? I, I will find the article. I'll tell you. What, I'll find the article. I'll post it on the gray zone or on the um, uh, the outer realm page for you guys to okay. go in and have a look at it. But all the point I'm trying to make is disclosure is this big worldwide thing, but it's American. It's a U.S. disclosure. That's this big thing. Well, we can't say this or that. The rest of the world can. You're the leading superpower. Yeah. Why can't you figure it out? Mm -hmm. Well, that that's that's interesting that when you think about it like that. So that may indicate that the United States 
uh, has this tech. Mm -hmm. Recovered mm -hmm. craft, perhaps from Roswell. Um, right. And so they yeah. don't want to open the door because that opening that door will lead people down to the revelation that, oh, we are, a lot of these UAPs are us. And, and that, that you've is. You've been taking us? How do you tell your people you've been taking them? Right. And well, but even if they weren't taking us, like they would never want, let's say, Russia or China to know. No. That they have this super high tech. Russia you know, has more experiences in the U.S. <laughs> oh mm. yeah, but do they have? But do they have the tech? That's the question, uh, I right? I would like, almost say yes in a way. You think so? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They've had I'm... crashes landed, like UFOs land. They've have them in their possession. Sorry, Amelia. Go ahead. No, no, no. Don't apologize. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud because all of this is often as you think this is. Mm similar information it always has a twist but yeah i just wonder because we know i mean we speculate because of all of right. the the interviews that the americans are working with <laughs> their government is working on a deeper level darker level with with the ets so why yeah. wouldn't they have a lot of the technology i would also hope and pray that ets would limit how much they give them because of past experiences i mean mm -hmm. wars and stuff like that i would imagine that yeah. they're they're a lot brighter than we are they don't want us to hurt each other so it, it they wouldn't give us too much that could gain control or power over another I, that's what everything. i like to believe that's yeah. that's my problem is the yeah. u.s hides everything do you know that the kgb um i think it was back in the 70s went to a tomb in egypt and the mummified pharaoh was a tall um, gray and huh. the KGB caught wind of it and they had a contact in Egypt. This is common knowledge. People go find it. And they went in there and they have photographs of this Pharaoh and the KGB was, was found walking out with it. Holy crap. It's all <laughs> there. It's all there. <laughs> Downed crafts, experiences like, like they were the first ones to do CE5. Because their scientists mm. had this one location, an old Air Force base that they would go to. They were like, we never had to go and look for extraterrestrials. They came to us. You they mean went it wasn't and called Stephen them and they came down. <laughs> it's back in the freaking West. <laughs> Sorry, I had 50s, to do that. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Russia had their crap together. Yeah, but I'm glad that you say that because a lot of people think Stephen Greer is the first one to come up with no, this because of his man. documentary. The they think scientists were doing <gasps> it. Dr. Greer has done. Nah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Alan's I, like, I'm never coming back on the show. No, no. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You got, you're giving me so much to think about. <laughs> well, you just bring it all yeah. out in us. That's all. <laughs> um, no, no. The, well, Stephen Greer, uh, my understanding is it wasn't just him, but it was him and like a, a small group of other people in the late 70s, mm. late 70s or early 80s, that started the CE5 thing. He just popularized it and did documentaries on it and really solidified a group. Um, but it was he and like a like a small group of people that started doing that together. Um, mm -hmm. And so they the other people don't really get the credit for that. Right. You know, no, because, it's sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's more marketable than the other people. But anyways. Yeah. I well, I mean, his, <laughs> the, his, his portrait for free energy and zero point energy um, I thought was great. I mean, that was 
prescient. I mean, that was in the early 2000s. He was really pushing that and that, that you know, popularized him before he st started, you know, um, uh, you know, perpetuating the CE5 conversation. And, you know, I feel like Stevens, is, I think he's coming from a good place. I think most people in this field come from a good place and then they just kind of get locked into this is my the, the Hollywood side thing. of it, Alan. Yeah. He charges yeah. a good penny to come to a conference and speak to people. He and you can do CE5. like the equivalency of like, I don't know, we could probably have Arnold Schwarzenegger come in and see, so I would just so he's at that rate. I'd much rather hang out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Me too. While. No, no offense, Dr. Yeah. Rear, but yes, me no too. No offense, extraterrestrials, but because you know um, Arnold's gonna come back. He always does. <laughs> you know they're doing. You know they're doing a sequel to Twins. Are they really? I yeah, love Danny yeah. DeVito, but. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You guys are I found me. my twin flame. I can't help it. That was my twin um, flame. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, go ahead. Yeah, but no, but I mean to charge to do that, you know, there's 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 it's kind of like going to a MUFON event, right? I mean, I can get together with a bunch of people and talk about UFOs, mm -hmm. but there's something about organizing something and putting sure. it together, you know, the the the, the structure, the ritual, mm -hmm. you know, the scheduling, and it, that that really is good for the for the community. It's community building, and I mm -hmm. think that's important. And you pay for that, absolutely. Um, but with CE five, um, does it require a group setting? I mean, can you do it just by yourself? And I've done it. Seems, it seems to be you can buy his app that you can, and he explains how you can do it. A lot of people have been purchasing them, and they go out, they use a technique, and they're doing See? it. But all mm -hmm. I'm purchase saying, is that, that all I'm saying <laughs> is that I did it without any issues at all. And we've had people come on the show who said that they've just they've wanted an experience so desperately that they just went out and asked for it. Now sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a few attempts, but they they always get it. So that tells me that it can be done just through telepathically putting it out there. Do you yeah. ever wonder what's in that app and why it's working? Does he have like some side doorway or back door in to <laughs> ET saying, hey, like a yeah, let's do this, oh, right? The Italian in me is coming out. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I'll I get this know. app. You'll have more conversations and then mm -hmm. you can run the world. I, I saw his show. Through the app. Through yeah. the app. Did Think you, about did it. You what's he doing with cows? that app besides making millions? Did you see Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind where he was the documentary and they were in a desert setting? What was instrumental to me that made me a believer was an elder, an older man was interviewed and they were, they were a group of 10. He said, I don't hear too good. Right. So when they interviewed him, he said, in my mind, I was reaching out to these extraterrestrials and all I said was, um, you know, if you've come to me, please speak up because these old ears don't hear very well anymore. Someone captured a photo of him and there was a gray behind him mm -hmm. with its hands on his ears and on his ears. And he said, I hear, I can hear now. Someone got a photo of it and there's yeah. a gray right, right behind. And they showed the photo and I thought, Okay, anything's possible. It might be fudged. It might be blah blah blah. But this man's in tears. Mm -hmm. 
Like it was such an emotionally overwhelming experience for him. There's got to be something to it, you know? I agree with you on that one. Well, yeah, it's, you know, I wish, I wish we can have more photos like that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like with ghosts, let's say. Yeah. Um, you mean shown, right, Ellen? Because we know they're out there. Just somebody stopping them from getting of, out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, there, there are some great investigators out there that are yeah. using SLS uh, motion sensing uh, equipment. Oh, God. It, in yeah. combination with like an EVP recorder, um, a recorder that captures an EVP yeah. um, at the same time on camera. So, like, the investigator is like, hey, whatever the, they think the ghost name might be or whatever, you know, are you there? Do you, and then all of a sudden the SLS like stick figure <laughs> starts moving. Out. They get an EVP at the same time. I that's mean, what makes it, it that's more viable. Pretty darn, it's like, like a cross-referencing, you know, you, you have the two at the same time. You're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're corroborating, you know, yeah. one for the other. Um, so that's like the closest that we've we've gotten to it. I know some people will pick up like maybe a shadow or like a, a light mist. Um, but that's something there are people... on a negative. You can't fudge a photo on a mm, negative. I love old school computer. film. I've yeah. seen yeah. kinds of film. Yeah, me too. I love film. Because the well, image we... is in the negative. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you can't. There's no fudging it, fudge right? It. No. I mean, you can, you can analyze that. I was just going to say, Michelle always yeah. says, use a Polaroid. Yeah. 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 They um, get pricey, though. Uh, they, they, yeah. I think the yeah. prices are coming down a little bit, though, because there's like a, a fad now of like having like younger generations, like teenagers, want Polaroids now because it's like a cool thing. Kind of like in the <laughs> 90s, we wore in the 90s, we wore bell bottoms for a little yes, while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, they're coming back, Alan. I swear <laughs> to you. No, this season. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not oh, bell bottoms. Why, they call them something different. High-waisted, wide-bottom ah, pants, cool, but yeah. they are bell bottoms bell and they bottoms are back cool. for the fall and winter. Isn't that amazing? Just like every saying. 20... All right, mm -hmm. it's that time. Every 20 years, yeah. It's cyclical. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Jeez. Yes. ID, of course. We're gonna get Otherwise, fired. we would not be able to talk to you right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> get our butts canned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Okay. Terrible. It's not bad <laughs> enough. I fudged everything else up. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live on 105.3 FM radio from the gorgeous city of New Orleans that I believe is probably even more beautiful right now during this time of year. Tonight's guest is Alan B. <laughs> and we're taking, we are really making him think. That's all I'm going to say. Poor guy. Let's hope he comes back. Yeah, because we pretty much hijacked him. We, we, we are hijacking his show. It's terrible, but we're, we're all goes. kindred spirits here. We're all in the same side, so that's why. Shout out and thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. Thank you for your support and your continuing sponsorship. And we cannot forget the great Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, award-winning composer and musician. He is the composer of our intro and outro. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp. And don't forget to follow him on Facebook and Instagram. He keeps dropping clips of his Halloween music, and he is the best at this. Stream or listen to our archives in the platform that you normally use. Please remember to like and hit that subscribe button as well. And I feel, remember, I feel like I should, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said we are on eight different chat rooms tonight. We are airing simultaneously 
um, on eight different locations. So just be patient with us. We are seeing things and we will try to get some of those questions answered a little bit more towards the end of the show. Okay. Go, your turn. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, I feel like I should help. Go, do it. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I should help out now and start singing the, Fol the Folger song, but like changing it a little bit, like the best sure. part of staying up is Folger's in your cup. There we go. Nice. Oh, that out there. Because I love coffee. Do a commercial yeah. and promote yourself. We, we, we do play them. People actually oh, really? do oh, commercials cool. for us. They promote themselves, but the key is, Folgers has to be in there, and you know, with oh, people yeah. showing cups, little cups. You should play him dollies. Oh, okay. Oh, that's just for fun. Play we'll dollies so that you can so that you can see what you need to to bring okay. us, Alan. Dolly Saffron. Dolly Saffron did a commercial oh. for us. Yeah. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Bam. Anyway, it, it's a great way to advertise yeah. yourself. It's a great way to advertise Folgers because Folgers actually does watch the show. They watch the show. So, Hi, everybody. Yeah, we have, yes. we have, you know, some, yeah, some of the brass likes yeah. to watch the show. And um, so you can promote your film. And it stays in the archives forever and ever. And our archives, okay. especially on SoundCloud. Goes I'm forward. down with that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a great like... voice, too. So oh, thank you. Do it and that. send it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I... Uh, now I have to, I feel like. That's why we applied that pressure. Yeah. Wow, there we go. <laughs> so I can say, uh, thanks, Folger, for watching my film, Half Light. <laughs> there we go. Yes, and you can find that on, and you just put that right there. Yeah. So yeah when, it's you, on... when you're having a rough go of it, just trying to make mm -hmm. that film, and you have to keep yourself up. Gotcha, wow. except on my podcast. I also have a, a, a coffee sponsor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I have to be careful. <laughs> but, no, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Don't do that. Don't do but that. No, they're, 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 they're totally they're, cool. It's not like that. Yeah, that's fine. People yeah. tag me on Facebook when they're at a popular coffee spot. I'm not going to mention nope. began in Seattle, but anyways. Nope. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot let you sit on my timeline. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Hubby drinks Folgers coffee. Carol as Hernandez, he hello. <laughs> yes. Just saying, as he should. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I noticed earlier Carol asked a question about um, UFOs somewhere in the comments about are UFOs seen in every country? And it's true, yes. Or she says they are, yeah. yeah okay, well, we yeah. can go back um, if you want to hit on some of the questions. Uh, we're going to go all the way into the Wayback Machine right now where we're talking about shadow people. And here we go. Amelia. Yes. Ready, Steve set, White says, very interesting subject on one of the theories about shadow people being time travelers. Now it makes me wonder, can some spirits time travel? I don't know. Mm. Just thought I put it out there. I'm glad you put it out there because I wonder about that too. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. I, I Again, I think that that is a plausible idea um, because if they're time traveling in, in such a way as to um, not physically interact with reality, then if they that would make sense. Um, so you don't accidentally, you know, you know, bump someone while they're building the the Great Pyramid. Um, but then you still have the problem of of the butterfly effect. Like, you, mm -hmm. how many people do we know right. that their whole life trajectory has changed because they That's saw right. shadow people? Um, so that that's the only challenge I have with the time traveling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, unless we're looking at like the many worlds theory and that they're not actually time traveling within their timeline, within their dimension, power, you know, uh, parallel dimension, but they're mm -hmm. coming to ours, which is very similar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, or if not almost identical and traveling through ours because they're like, oh, well, if we mess theirs up, no big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, ours, ours <laughs> maybe, is still linear. Maybe with yeah. a rehearsal. <laughs> Damn it. I think we're just in a matrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to my own maybe reality. Maybe with a rehearsal, right? I like yeah. Ufi says there's a story about a UK spirit time traveling to influence the past. <gasps> so I should wonder how would a spirit do that? I guess they just come in black off everything going on. <laughs> Joe's favorite word, dimensional bleed dimensional through. bleed through. Yes, thank mm. you, Joe. We see you sitting there sneaking into yeah. YouTube under your own name. <laughs> I, didn't didn't no. we learn as like didn't we learn from Back to the Future and the show Supernatural that time traveling is not something in time loop that you should really be doing. Um, right. I don't know. I just find it so intrusive and it's interfering. It's not necessarily, I don't feel like it's for our greater good. I feel like it's for theirs. Mm, maybe. Uh, yeah. 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 I, 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 I guess it's like the extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. If they're just curious that they're studying us, mm -hmm. then it's for their own good. And maybe they don't care, you know, what happens to us. Um, yeah. Maybe we're just a lower life form to them. Oh God! It could, it could, it That's, could very easily. I know it's so sad. I'm, and to... I'm saying them as if there's one again. Like I think that there's, you know, multiple um, non-human intelligences mm -hmm. that are interacting with humans for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. no, so it's hard. It's so difficult to pin down what that is. But I think that the most important thing that all of us are doing is is constantly having conversations because over the decades like all these conversations lead little by little to new ideas mm -hmm. um and then on top of that you have all the amateur researchers and i really encourage people to just whether you're you're, you're a um armchair researcher whether you're in the mm -hmm. field researcher a twitter researcher you know like nowadays um whatever it is do it if you enjoy it because you are contributing you know all the work of like mufon and Ni nicap and apro um have collected just like millions of pages of data mm -hmm. on contactee experiences eyewitness experiences one day we'll be able to make sense of out of a lot of that uh, more than we have now um and it'll hopefully all kind of coalesce you know so scientists aren't doing a lot of the heavy lifting where there's more and more coming around to it. I heard, I don't know if it's true. I heard that there is perhaps a new college branch um, or at least uh, accredited classes in the university of Pennsylvania that, or you can study extraterrestrial. <laughs> that um, makes sense. Uh, study of extraterrestrial life and visitation. Um, it, but, but there's not enough of the scientific and university, you know, community. Mm -hmm. that's why the amateur researchers are so important because they're doing the hard work. They're doing the field work. They're doing the reading, the digging through archives and, you know, FOIA documents and, and all of that. So one day it'll make sense. It, it'll mm -hmm. all come together. I'm sure. Of it. It, it makes um, sense that it's Pennsylvania because that's where they started with the paranormal. That's where the actual TV show started was mm -hmm. Penn state. Right. Oh, well, yeah. The, the paranormal state. Yeah. 
It yeah. makes sense that they would start with the UFO. They'd be the first, the pioneers of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paranormal State was probably the first hit television show, I think, right? Regarding like, that was even before Ghost Hunters, I think. It will long oh, before. Yeah. And I think I think that was a, a huge introduction to Chip Coffee and, and Lorraine Warren for those who didn't know anything mm -hmm. about it because they frequented those shows um i have the whole collection of of all of them. but oh, i really? learned a lot from there because they had so many experts right that's me this that's you i was gonna me. say is joe putting himself up there? now the international community for alien research is primarily owned by our producer uh joe montalder owned the station it's got over 65 it's the largest network in the world that does um from an abductee experience or contactee standpoint, it is tons and tons and tons of information by people who have gone through this. And um, it's, it's his organization. And this is people around the world. So that's it right there. That's big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is big. And um, he's, he also does all kinds of interviews. And he broke the story on the negative blood type DNA, uh, stuff like that, too. That, uh, he, you know, he he broke on ancient aliens when he did it. Want right. to be connected? I can connect you. <laughs> so we have a bit a of a relationship of with him. He is. He is. This is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. So check check them out for sure. A lot of photographs okay. on that website. Um, it's got um, he, a larger two web pages, but um, well, the group page. There's probably about ten thousand people. It's just it's private groups debuted his uh he premiered the story of being on the that ship with what could have been and what couldn't have been the Reagan. Nimitz. he was on the nimitz the nimitz has had two um experiences with ufos actually and one was where um the ship landed on it so but i don't know that he can talk right. about that anymore I think oh they, they i think they put him back under uh did they and yeah because that show's still out there i know because <laughs> he he broke it on the outer realm so i'm he just did. saying he did yeah so <laughs> the story's still there <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to all of this and, and like i think this is yeah. just one more example of people coming forward and um doing something for the good of the UFO UAP community, but this is different because it's not um, geared to UFO sightings like a lot of these organizations are. This is abductee researcher, contactee, experiencers, all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's 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 quite interesting, you know, to say the least. What do you have to say about people who are always trying to debunk all this stuff? Because um, there are no experts. It depends, right? It depends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, thank you. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's, you're not helping at all. You're make, right. making things worse yeah. for, for everyone involved here, especially for those who saw something. And not only did they see something, they saw something with someone else right. and they weren't both crazy. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I think it's really un unfair to make people feel like there's something wrong with them. Do you feel it hurts um, the field? Really? I mean, you have to have balance, but yeah, there are no experts in the field of paranormal. This isn't like ufology, you know. Um, although, you know, there there are similarities. Um, for instance, you know, the issue with having a control you you can't control the UFOs, you can't control ghosts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the same debunking techniques, typically like psychological mm -hmm. uh, 
explanations are applied to whether it's somebody who thinks they saw a ghost or a shadow person or mm -hmm. an extraterrestrial um, or Bigfoot. Right. Um, somehow people who are accustomed to being in the woods have seen bears a million times, confused a bear this time for Bigfoot. Right. You know, it's just sure. it, it really under it's insulting and it undercuts um, the legitimacy of of qualified, sane individuals. And I, I don't you think it would make um, witnesses hesitant to come forward? Well, or, it does. It, still, it still works that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's still true. But it's also nice to have a challenge because sometimes people just want to believe something so much. Um, there was a recent sighting in Texas. This just happened days ago. Um, it, it was a Florida, it was a cult, like a Florida, Texas. I can't remember. It was right around there. But uh, UFO Jane had reported on this. Um, and Mick West, when he saw the video of this flock of, of UFOs, was like, you know, it's fake, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turned out that someone actually faked the video, actually, actually got like people like not having to pay anybody, just people on a dock somewhere to, to, hey, everyone, can you look up in the sky and go, oh my God, what is that? What is that? She recorded them and then she created this whole fake video and put it online. So that's a, that's a clear, you know, fake UFO mm. that where a debunker comes in and did their job like right off the bat. But, yeah. but then there's other cases like the gimbal, um, the 2015 gimbal, of the USS Roosevelt, that I had Mick West on my show, and you know his issue was, oh well, there's something wrong with the instrumentation. Maybe they had, mm. did they check the systems? I don't know, right? It's like, did they do this? I don't know, and they just kind of leave it like that. Um, mm. Which there's nothing wrong with speculation on both sides and saying, you know, I don't, I don't really know. But I think what happens is the debunker doesn't do the extra legwork um, or doesn't want to hear certain things. Like it turns out that there were diagnostics run on mm. the sensors of that equipment. You know, and you have these these jets that had FLIR sensor, they had um, infrared, um, and they had visual contact mm. and multiple eyewitness visual contacts. Like this is a dream. Yeah, like, this is a debunker's dream. Any it like, is. would be like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a debunker would say, give me different videos of mm -hmm. the same thing. Well, we're giving you not just di different videos, right? like different technological sensors and eyewitness accounts. Like, it, that's when I get frustrated. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't mind you challenging us, but sometimes you just got to admit, like, it's there. there. It's mm -hmm. there. There's something yeah. clearly, you know, you could, if you want to argue if it's ET or not is another thing. Right. But there was a crap there. And it was exotic and behaving ways that defied physics. Um, and I think right. some people just, if even when the evidence is so blatant in their face, like the Travis Walton event, mm -hmm. um, they just won't go. They just won't admit it. Mm -hmm. Although run in, run in circles. Isn't it crazy mm -hmm. when you have government officials going up there on, on news, international news, and saying, yeah, this exists, and you're still sitting at home saying, nah. Mm -hmm. And you know what's frustrating for me, and I'd love your opinion on this, how the paranormal and ufologists can actually butt heads and say, no, there's no such thing as ET. No, there's no such thing as ghosts. It's like, how can you believe in one and not mm -hmm. the other? Um, that's interesting. I almost feel like 
there's kind of this it's so hard to convince people that ghosts are real that um if you talk about all these other things then it's too crazy mm-hmm. uh and it kind of reminds me I, I, i'm thinking of this parallel just because it relates to another documentary my wife and i had done years ago about lgbtq rights um and in the early movement of the lgbtq movement before there was a q it was the gay and lesbian rights movement mm-hmm. and, and you know but but transgender people um you know were the one that started at the riots at, at stonewall and all that stuff but even during the 80s they the transgender people were ostracized because a lot of not oh, i shouldn't say a lot some some gay and 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 lesbian individuals thought that if they included too early in the fight transgender people it would be too much for the public like they wouldn't be able to wrap their head around it. it'd be too weird mm-hmm. you know to try to get them to understand the biodiversity yeah. and, and why they are and, and so different they shine baby you know, steps were, were it, it, it was a different time more but aware, for for the people ex, but for the people who are experiencing these life changes mm-hmm. it's devastating it is yeah yeah, yeah. they felt ostracized and, and yeah, were pushed down and that's not always a true i mean there was obviously tons of loving and kind you mm-hmm. know gay and lesbian people but there were there was a fraction of people that felt that way and yeah. i kind of feel like that same mentality exists within some some people again i think it's a small fraction that are just like stop distracting everybody with all this stuff i'm trying to convince them you know right. that goes to real um yeah right it's like an overload like a sensory overload and and there's kind of a truth to that mm-hmm. I, you that, that definitely exists um, right, ufological community, and has for a long time. You know the mm-hmm. whole, like, strict nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. I think well, it's difficult. Like- there's there's so many shows on television right now, and there's so much propaganda with it too. Some, I mean, sometimes just because you have a show doesn't mean you should have a show. <laughs> but but yet there are other shows that are really well done, and mm-hmm. I think that people emulate what they see. So it's really important going in that that people realize like this is a show. There is no creative control unless you are somebody, you know, like Zach Bagans, a guy who's like a, he's just a a business genius, you know. Yeah, but he's his own production. He's his own production. It has yeah. been from from like very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you get so many seasons in, you are given your creative control and you get your input. He was just fortunate to have it literally. It was his show they put on. I much like yourself, my movie, my rules. You know, this is the way yeah. it goes. And timing, you want to air it, it's like this, and it did really well. But and it's got its lovers and it's got its haters. But yeah. you know, I've seen shows come on and I, I, I'm gobsmacked. I'm like, did I just seriously see this right now? Because it's so poorly done. It's almost as though some people don't realize, like, there are those couch investigators that. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, you just there's just nowhere they don't they can't belong to a team. Maybe there's just nobody in their area. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have, you know, a lot of places have events where you can go to a haunted house. They open it up, come and investigate it. Everybody pays so much. You have an evening out, whatever, ghost tours, being with like-minded people. Not everybody has that option. Yeah. So they're living it through the program that they're watching and that's what they emulate children watch this stuff they emulate so if you're not at least emulating something credible or as credible as it can be considering the field it makes it really hard because 
that's what's going out there. And then Facebook pages start coming up or social Oof. media. And we're a group now. It's like, oh, oh, oh gosh, scary. You know, there's good groups and there's there's some groups that are at yeah. least will reach out to more um, educated people and say, look, can you help us out with this? You know, I, I know. Think. But until networks become responsible and accountable. That's accountability. There's another big yeah. one. You know, it's not like it's all people just going out and researching um, public places. You have people who have very little experience going out and helping families. Mm -hmm. So let's talk accountability. What are your thoughts on people going in, you know, and helping people who are in trouble? Hmm. I think they have to be really, really careful and yeah. extraordinarily sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, any investigation you have to start with in your in your mind um from all the people that i've talked to is 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 this person um seeking attention and that's a horrible thing to say but you have to think about you that have them. They're out there. are they are they think are they seeking attention um are they unwell um so of you course. have to, to, to look for for signs of this mm -hmm. one way this is back this is I guess more old-fashioned kind of investigation but you know i know investigators if they would meet someone in their home after an event they would look around and just see does this person have you know a bookcase's worth of of science fiction UFOs, dvds subjective so right. right so they that doesn't mean just because you're into science and ufos mean you sure. didn't actually see a ufo but they just have to consider that as a factor and 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 think okay maybe you know, they've embellished their, their story because their story, sometimes people really want to be believed because um, mm -hmm. they saw something that they feel like they have to convince you. Uh, so you, have, you, you can't you can't be um, contrarian to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can't, you can't nod and go along with everything that they say either. No. It's a really fine line. And I, I know when you interview people, you probably have a similar experience, you know, on this show too. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where you start, and then uh, I think the, the when it comes to guidance, I think it, you know if you if someone is a qualified and legit psychic medium, I think that they can be more more helpful mm -hmm. uh, because you know if they're really intuitive. Mm -hmm. But I I would never give anybody direction. I would never personally mm -hmm. like, give. I'm not a qualified psychologist, you know. That's I have, the big you know, one. Yeah. I'm not a therapist. Like I, I would never do that. But um, if someone is helping someone who's dealing with ghosts and they can guide them with with methodologies mm -hmm. to hopefully rid the ghost or, or or bring it peace, communicate with it, live with it in a in a balanced manner. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a, a psychic medium that can come in and communicate for you on your behalf, and then then that's the way to do it. But um, you should never deal with someone's trauma mm -hmm. as an investigator. Like never. It's not an investigator's job at all. It's um, you, you're just yeah, just by being there, just mm -hmm. by being there mm -hmm. should be enough. <clears throat> you know, to say I accept what you're saying. Mm. That that if someone who really had a, a real experience, that's a comfort. It's no different than any other kind of support. They just group. want to be believed that they're not going crazy. Like they just want some sort of semblance. Like I think it yeah, depends yeah. on are you dealing with one person having the experience? Or you're dealing mm -hmm. with several people in the house having the experience. I'm a true believer in mindset. I believe just by empowering people and making them or putting them in control of the situation, a lot of things can change. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. 
if even if they're not, even if there's nothing going on, you have to ask yourself, okay, then then what is it that's making them believe that there's something going on? Yeah. And that's where dealing with mindset and educating people come in because you can mm-hmm. go in. It's not like waving a magic wand. You can go in and do anything you want. Mm-hmm. But if they don't believe you and they don't believe it and they're still, I mean, you're, I'm dealing again with malevolent things. That's what I'm basically leaning towards. So you feel like a hostage because you have all of this malevolent stuff going on. You know, maybe these things are known to amp up pre-existing conditions, you know, addictions, depression, anxiety, all kinds of things like that. Mm. They can also create them. So you need to mm-hmm. see, figure out which came first. But at the end of the day, there's something that's oppressing them, whether it's they're oppressing themselves or something else is oppressing them. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that? I've worked with psychologists and I've worked with psychiatrists because when I deal with a true blue case in a lot of cases where I've had to come in, I want mm-hmm. per, I want them tested by at least two people and I want permission from those doctors to let me come in. Like, because you're right. You're, I'm not a psychologist. I can't just come in and say, oh, hey, hey. You know, no, no. Like the real hardcore stuff where let's say they want to work with their clergy, for example, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry, then you need to get, you have to go down the medical route as well. You have to. Yeah. I, you know, there are things that people can can give us suggestions for dealing with an, with the entity though or whatever it is sure. in conflict sure. that that's totally that's i think that's great you know if it's whether mm-hmm. it's you know burning sage around the house um meditating mm-hmm. you know changing even sometimes just changing the type of music or the shows that you watch because raise your vibrations right exactly <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah open and, the windows Gosh. yeah life is about frequency yeah. vibrations yeah positive energy high vibes as i say music yeah. big one stop watching paranormal shows just saying Sad but true in, in yeah. some cases like you know you live it some people do mm-hmm. really live this stuff um and that, is that that line um i've seen a comment talk that Ufi talks about uh, lines being blurred and and i think that if, to extrapolate on that going back to what we were talking about before the the, the brain <laughs> waves right the, the literally the brain wave. There's electric magnetic waves that that come out of our brain into the mm-hmm. tissue and surrounding area that is carrying the same exact data as the signals between the neurons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me wonder that maybe that's why some people can see a ghost in a camera can't. Right. Like a human can visually see a ghost, but a camera can't because right. it's it's our brain waves are interacting with our environment. Right, and somehow we're, we're processing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's possible. the sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah, the camera catches it, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you true. know, yeah. like it, it's just one of those things. Like we use such a small fraction of our brain, we don't really have a full understanding of what we are capable of. Okay, last question. Mm, Carol Hernandez, how many personalities could this person have? I'm not joking on this one. Do you believe in multiple personalities? Mm, I do. Are they yeah. asking 
if I have multiple personalities or no, I just I don't know who this person is who she's talking about, but I don't either. I'm wondering, or I guess hypothetically, oh, hypothetical, the people we're helping. I understand. Okay, oh, got it, got it. Okay, right, right. Um, so dealing with personalities instead of spirits. Well, that's it's a real disorder, though. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. Um, it, it comes out of a coping me mechanism, which are most, most psychological disorders come out of a coping mechanism yeah, of some trauma. kind. Mm -hmm. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yes, so, uh, it's possible. So, yeah, but uh, now that's an it's a really interesting approach to this. Can, if someone has multiple personality disorder, does one personality see something in the other? <laughs> doesn't that, that's really, I've never that's thought about That's a good that. observation. Yeah. Thanks, Carol, for that. Cause that's, yeah, that's, that's something a good to think one. about. Note to self, yeah. remember that one. Note to self, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to this self, not the other self. This yeah. self. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a, it's yeah, it's a real, it's a real thing that people struggle with. No, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I know someone who has that. That's not. Uh, that's a difficult life. Well, we're at the top of the hour already, so this is the part where you promote yourself, tell everybody yeah. what you have coming up, how to find you, what you've got going on. And uh, you can sing Folgers again if you want. Sure, we can do that too. I've sung myself tonight. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, yes, you can find the documentary Half Light on my YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash mystic lounge. Um, just like my name in the, the YouTube profile here. You just click on that, and it's the featured video on the top of that. Um, that's the the first cut, then there is the slightly refined cut, which is on Tubi. So if you have Tubi, which is free, um, you can watch Half Light on Tubi. So just punch in Half Light or Alan B. Smith, it'll pop up and you'll see the other documentaries that I help you know, co-produce as well. Um, and then of course you can follow me on uh, Twitter at paranormal underscore now or on Instagram at paranormal now. There we go. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You're so much on. fun. You're you so are. much fun. I, I love this. <laughs> Tell your wife thank you for letting you go for two hours. I know. Thank I you for sharing no, you with two, us. Was it two crazy birds sitting <laughs> in the outer realms? <laughs> no, but I, I, thank I, I you. can hang out in the outer realm anytime. You guys make the outer realm a great, great place to be. So thank Aww, you. Thank you. Yeah, we so absolutely sweet. love to do it again. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. we need to let you talk next time. So yeah, we we'll do that too. <laughs> we kind of owe you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch, and um, uh, we'll definitely do it again. Okay. Thanks so much. Good night, everybody. Okay. You too. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that was awesome. Boy, what a breath of fresh air. Just, he's a good sport because, you know, <laughs> sometimes people bring up things. It's like, oh, we, you know, that is what a round table really is, though. It's everybody yes. bouncing things around, but I don't think the poor guy got to bounce as much as we did. But huge thank you to Alan B. Smith just for being here and just being a champion. <laughs> so thank you. Mm -hmm. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee. Big thank you to Dr. Snick. Remember, wherever you are watching the show, please subscribe, like us, follow us, whatever the case may be. If you want to communicate with us, maybe you want to talk about something you've seen on the shows. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't just, you, know, you disagree. We do value your opinions. We really do because it's, it's what 
makes us evolve. So please feel free to reach out at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show or you want to see someone on the show, we do our best never, uh, you know, um, a guarantee of course, but again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com. We just don't do, um, messengers just, I can't, I, have, I just have too much. So I apologize. I'm never, I'm not never trying to be rude. I just can't keep up with the amount of messages I get on all my social media, you know, and I go in there and realize that someone's messaged me. It's like, God, like four days ago. So anyway, not trying to be rude now tomorrow night. Awesome. Going to be another awesome show. It's all I have to say for anybody who have seen the hit TV show, Alaskan killer Bigfoot. Okay. It's not what it seems, not like, you know, thing on a rampage or anything. Like, there's a lot of, like, history. There's a lot of, a lot to this. Um, but we are going to be bringing on Kyle McDowell, who's going to be uh, joining us. And he is, he's just so delightful. He is just awesome. And he's going to be discussing his experiences and discussing what, what the whole concept of this whole experience was and the show it's just going to be amazing. I It's had one season. They're hoping to get another season. And I am an avid fan of it. I really love this show. And you'll hear me say, if it's not a good show, I'll tell you. And he wouldn't be coming on. But if he's coming on, it's because it's like, gads, this was a really good show. So join us tomorrow evening and get your questions together. Google it if you haven't seen it. Uh, and, and check it out and get into chat. And let's... We'll give them a big outer realm welcome because that's what we do. Anyway, everybody behave. We'll see you all tomorrow night.